every single action that you have ever taken started as a thought. So when you change the way you think, you will change the way you act, and you will change the way you live. That is hyperconscious. No matter what you're going through right now or ever have gone through, the only way your life changes is if you change first. That is what we are here to help you do. A huge shout out to our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast for sponsoring this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. That's <laughs> why I can talk. Where we released our mastermind where we talked about hyperconscious leadership. Today, for episode number 378. Yes. Eight. We are going to talk about dealing with your inner demons. Heavy. This is going to be a heavy one. So why are we doing this? I personally, I told Kevin this recently, I said I've been going through a lot of growth lately, um, inner growth, and I was talking to Emilia not long ago, and we've, we've done a lot of episodes on growing pains, and we've talked to certain people like Erica Riesberg about healing your inner child. Shauna, we, we tell that story about how you know I was crying and she was having me forgive my 14-year-old self and how I was afraid of success and all this stuff. What's interesting is we also had Carol Gillen on the show, and Carol Gillen, I think it's called what is it, family therapy, something like that? IFS? I, I don't I think remember. IFS. Internal family? I don't remember. It talks about how we all have these parts of ourselves. And some of them are what she refers to as exiles, which is these parts of ourselves that we once needed to protect ourselves from trauma. She talks about big T trauma and little T trauma and how we have these defense mechanisms. And Kevin and I, or David Mellis or whoever, talk about how this is kind of the ego. So what you once needed to protect yourself, maybe as a kid or as a young adult, is now actually something that might be holding you back and or hurting other people. And so recently I was talking to Emilia and I've talked to Kevin a lot about this. I've been going through a lot of these things where I, I notice my ego flaring up in these weird ways that I, I really don't like. And you've heard me refer to it as junk. Kevin's referred to it as junk too. We all have this kind of junk in us that we really need to learn how to accept, get to know, build a relationship with, forgive, and then move forward from a higher sense of awareness. And I've also talked about this before too, like when your awareness raises of what's possible, not only what's possible for you, but like for me, being with Emilia has shown me a level of love that I've never experienced before. It's beyond what I've ever experienced before. And so now I'm going through my past and really from a higher sense of awareness, understanding the implications of not having that love earlier. And so I've been kind of shedding old skins and I've been doing a lot of crying lately and I think it's important to talk about that, especially during this difficult time when we're all looking in these mirrors. Yeah, I, I think if you, look at, if you look at anybody who's very successful, well, first of all, your past is controlling some part, maybe a little, maybe a lot, maybe all of your life right now. Like your past, for most people, is the driver. That's your conditioning. That's the, the condition. way you're conditioned. You're right. conditioned to, to be a certain way to get love or to not do a certain thing so you avoid punishment or to not do a certain thing because you got embarrassed when you did that or do a certain thing because you got rewarded for that, right? So that's number one. Number two, anybody that you see who is very successful, there's a chance, a good chance, that they had some sort of giant event happen to them, that they had a tough upbringing, that they had you know, they're back against the wall at some point or another. Like, that's a thing that a lot of people don't talk about. One of Alan's favorite um, speeches, one of Alan's favorite speeches, and one of mine now, is The Rock when he's talking to the Lakers. And like, this is a different side of The Rock. This isn't Jumanji Rock. This is like, life or death Rock. 
you know, when he's saying, my back, he, some tunes outside. He's leaning up against the wall and he says, every day when I wake up, my back is up against this mother effer. And like, you don't hear that from The Rock, right? And he says, like, every one of us is rich. Like, none of us have to work ever here and ever again. Like, we're all rich. We're all wealthy. We all made it. But there's still that voice in the back of my head that, that I'm, my back is up against this thing every day. We talked to Dean on Sunday about this. Dean Graziosi's dropping Sunday. That underdog mentality. Hmm. And why is that there for Alan and myself? It's because of the quote unquote demons that we have. And I think that we're in the pub, quote unquote public eye, but we also have the goals of being the best humans, the best men, fathers, husbands, podcasters, speakers, bosses, everything. I want to be the best I can be. And that means I'm going to have to overcome all, I'm going to have to get rid of all this junk, mm. right? So my father, I said this, I think I said this in my story. I don't even know if I've talked about this yet, but my father has, I've talked to my dad three times this week. That is the first time that's ever happened in my entire life that I can recall. Mm. 30 years old. Okay, I'm 30 years old. And the other day we were on the phone and at one point he literally said, how old are you again? And I, I, we joke about this. But like, and I don't know that it hurt me or not. I don't know. I don't really think it did, but I'm sure part of it did. That's why I make a joke about it because that's my coping mechanism. There's a reason I'm funny. That's mm-hmm. because that's what I had to be to survive, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's strange when your dad, and he wasn't joking, like, oh, how old are you again? That wasn't what it was. He was like, literally, how old are you? Like, right. how many years have you been on this earth <laughs> right. since, since your birth? And it's, that's my junk. That's my junk. That's, my junk is the abandonment issues. My, my junk is being short and being self-conscious about that. My junk is addiction to porn. Like, th- those are my junks. Mm. And it's up to, you have junk too, whatever it is. Maybe you were abused. Maybe you were abandoned. Maybe you had to be a certain thing for your family. Maybe you grew up broke. I understand those things. Like, we all have junk. But it's up to you at the end of the day to fix it. I was listening to Brian Tracy today, and I'm going to butcher this because I was half asleep, but he was basically saying, whoever, who, if you take responsibility, you take control. If you give responsibility, you give control. So that person that hurt you, if they're the reason that you do what you do, they have the control and you don't ever have to take responsibility for who you are. So I could give control to my dad and say, oh, my dad was never there. That's why, that's why I didn't succeed. That's why I didn't go to college. That's why I didn't do this. That's why I didn't do that. That's why I can't have a healthy relationship. It's my dad's fault. Or I can take control and say the responsibility is mine. It's, no, it's not you. If you're watching or listening, it's not your responsibility to fix my life. It's my responsibility because I'm the one who has to live it, right? And that's a heavy thing. That is a heavy burden to realize. But don't you think it's better to realize that it's my job to take responsibility and, and better my life as much as humanly possible? And that usually means looking in the hard mirror. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. It sucks. But what's the other option? You just hide from it forever? You can't do that. Because mm-hmm. it will find you eventually. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely will. Pain perpetuates pain. Suffering perpetuates suffering. And we want to break the cycle. And what's interesting is Kev just mentioned that, like, you know, you could easily not take ownership and not take responsibility and say, oh, this is the reason, like, he's the reason, he's the reason. What's interesting is, like, you want to be an incredible father. I do. And maybe that's because you didn't have one. That's, that's one of the reasons. So for me, I, I could have, there's two types of Alan that could have, there's two potential Alans. One of them says, I never had a father. My father passed away when I was two years old in a car accident. And I didn't have an example of what a good father was, so now I'm a terrible father. That's one story. That's one possibility. Yeah. 
The other possibility is I never had a father, so I'm going to make sure I'm the best goddamn father on this earth. And all, the only difference is perception. It's how you take what happened to you and use it. Will Smith talks about this a lot, and it's really powerful, but it's really simple. You must separate fault with responsibility. It is not your fault that your parent was a raging alcoholic, but it is for damn sure your responsibility to figure out how to make a life out of that yeah. and how to use that to your advantage. Kevin and I, I, I don't want to ever have it be some sort of pity party, but I will say this. Adversity is your advantage if you learn how to make it drive you, how to let it drive you to be better. If you grew up around any sort of abuse, that should be your reason why to become the type of person who doesn't tolerate abuse and who doesn't abuse anyone. You can be the breaker of this cycle. You don't have to, your past is not your future. If you're driving into the future, looking in the rearview mirror, you're going to crash. You, you don't have to be what you grew up around. And we, you and I, you know, are, are living, breathing proof of that. And I, it's not about us, but it is about choosing an empowering story. You're the hero of your own story. And whatever inner demons you have, they are there to serve you if you can use them as fuel. I'll just say this, without going into too much details, I did not grow up around any personal development, okay? Personal development was not a thing in my environment as a child. Um, as a matter of fact, in many ways, it was the opposite. Why am I someone who's so obsessed with personal development? Because personal development, in many ways, has saved my life, and it would save many of my loved ones' lives if, if they were to you know, embody it as much as I aspire to. And so, you know, whatever your inner demons are, if you're out there right now, maybe you, like Kevin said, maybe you got sexually abused, maybe you got verbally abused, maybe you got emotionally abused, maybe you had a rough childhood with an abusive dad or an abusive mom or, or maybe an alcoholic or someone who was a drug addict. Here's what I know. It is not your fault when you were a kid. It is right. not your fault. You're a child, okay? You were born into that. But it is for damn sure your responsibility to figure out what to do with it. And I, I have this vision of me on stage one day telling two stories. And I don't know when I'll do this. Maybe it'll be, you know, 40, 50 years in the future. But I, I'm going to tell two stories. I'm going to say, I, I want to tell you a story. And it's going to be the story of my life, but I'm not going to say that it's the story of my life. And there's going to be two versions of the story. I'm going to take this. One of the stories, you should. I'm going to. One of the stories Mine. is literally going to be focused on all of the, it's going to be from the lens of not just what happened to me, but what I did about it. The other story is going to be only the bad stuff. And I'm going to tell it all. And then at the end, I'm going to say that this is my story. And I want you to know that I chose this empowering one instead of this very dark, very disempowering one. And that's what made all the difference. And what really made the difference is my belief that I could. Yeah, but what comes with that is massive pain. That's the thing. Like, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. You know, and it's hard because this is, it's very personal. It depends on the person. But like, you can either let, it's, kind, it's like, it's this pain. It's, it's probably like a, it's like a 50% pain. But Forever. Like, just forever. You're always going to feel this, like... Chronic. 
yeah, you're going to feel some sort of not enoughness, this, this blaming others, this I'm not good enough because of this, uh, this is why my life turned, you're going to be playing the blame game, which is understandable. I know I did that for a long time. Mm. I did that for a long time. Or you can pull the Band-Aid off and it's not quite that simple because it takes inner work and it takes therapy and it takes that sort of thing. But you can admit to yourself that like this, this shit's holding me back, number one. It wasn't my fault. I need to forgive myself. I, that is what the number one thing I'm coming across with my clients right now. Mm-hmm. Like you need to forgive yourself. This isn't your fault. Now, is it your fault that you're not reacting a certain way? Maybe not fault. It is your responsibility. It is your problem. Right. It is. It it's may not challenge. be your fault, but it is your problem to deal with. Yeah. How you go about that, virtues or vices. Right, that's that's a whole other thing. We've talked about that many times, but at the end of the day, it's up to you to admit that there's a problem. It's up to you to say, you know what, this shit is controlling my life. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is ever going to change unless I change it. Brian Tracy said that in the in the um, I don't remember the name of it, or the book I'm listening to. The biggest life change he had maximum was, achievement. Maximum achievement when he was sitting at the dinner table and he realized nobody's coming to save me. In real life, nobody's coming to save you. It's up to you to save your quote unquote save yourself. And I know for me, like the suicide, the saying, you know, I'm addicted to porn. Like I still get pulls for that. Still to this day, mm-hmm. it's been I don't know the last time, right? Um, having misspeaking and hurting Taryn, like that. I hate that, but that's that shit happens. And you can either run from it or you can face it and realize like there are certain things that I went through that still impact me to this day. It's my job to make sure they don't impact my children. It's my job to make sure they don't impact my relationship. It's my job to, to make sure it doesn't impact the next generation. I put a stop to it. And I think it's, it's everybody's responsibility. Look at, look at what's going on in the world right now with racism and the LGBT community that just happened today that literally they were trying to say like if you're homosexual, transgendered, you can get fired from a job or, and, or you're not entitled to like benefits or something. Like if you break the cycle now, which I think a lot of people are doing, mm. that stuff ends because it's no longer acceptable, right? There's a lot of things that in my childhood will not be acceptable in my household. Same. Right? That's why your adversity is your advantage if you use it that way. But that, guys, if you're watching or listening, this is heavy and we're talking about heavy stuff that we've gone through, but it's, it feels good to go through it. When you feel like you're in control and you take responsibility, you can take ownership and then you can take control. You, if you go blaming everybody else, it's not your problem. It's somebody else's problem that is upon you. And that's not the way it is and that's not the way to fix it. Um, I, when I got to the studio today, I talked to Kevin about some stuff I've been going through and I cried. I've cried probably five or six times in the last 24 hours and that is my shedding of an old skin. I can feel myself becoming the master and not the slave anymore. Whatever those parts of you are, those defense mechanisms, those conditionings of either shelling up or egoing up or, you know, I'm not going to express my truth or I'm going to overly express or I'm going to have a temper, whatever that is for you, set a higher standard for yourself when you be okay with the fact that you're going to make mistakes, but like hold yourself accountable to those mistakes because... For me, for example, I, I've talked about the story where I was unintentionally unkind to Emilia one time and I promised her I'd always protect her heart and it, it wasn't like I yelled at her or anything bad, but after that I went, whoa, halt, like not okay, what's going on here? And it turns out that I have a, a lot of stuff, you know, with my stepdad that I never really worked through and that was coming up for certain circumstances with, 
you know, um, some circumstances in my life at that time. And again, I'm being vague here on purpose because this is my junk. It has nothing to do with you guys. And the last thing I want is some pity party. But what I do want you to know is that when you set a high standard for your life and for who you want to be as a person and who, how you want to treat others, you are going to cross that line and at least you'll notice it because your standard is so high. If I didn't have an unbelievably high standard of I will never raise my voice to Emilia, I never have. I've gotten intense and I've gotten triggered, but I've never raised my voice. I want that standard to stick. That is a must for me. And so when those moments come up, I, instead of defense mechanism and being upset, I immediately go to what is that about? And then I figure out the root cause of it. In this case, I did this last night. And then I cried it out. And she was there for me telling me she loves me, how much she loves me. And then I talked to you about it today. And now we're doing this episode. And so set a ridiculously high standard for yourself and be okay with the fact that you're going to find that line, maybe pass it a little bit and then figure out why you passed it. Dig into the inner demons that you do have from your past that maybe you've been avoiding because most of this is subconscious. Start to build a relationship. Last thing I'll say, I know we got to go. Carol Gillen talks about the beach ball, how you're trying to hold this beach ball underwater for the longest time and you're trying to avoid it for, for, us maybe not having fathers. I remember it was Father's Day three years ago and you and I were together and we were talking about how everyone else is with their dads and you and I were like, I went and saw my dad's cemetery for the first time as an adult that night. You know, that was a healing process for mm-hmm. me. And now you're talking to your dad and I'm considering, you know, reaching out to my stepdad. And, and so there's all these things, right? But instead of avoiding that beach ball and trying to hold it under so that it splashes everybody when it finally gets out, why not get to know it? Figure it out. And then heal, deflate the beach ball. Deflate it. Forgive the other people, and forgive yourself for not knowing any better. And, and, and when you do that, and again, I recommend professional for this. Kevin yes. and I don't yeah, know no, no. this as well as maybe we're, we're, we're referencing people we've learned from. But like, go to therapy. I know I'm going to be going. And, and start to get to know these parts of you that, that you at one point might have needed to survive. But now they're what's holding you back. And those defense mechanisms will hurt those you love if you don't melt the ice around your heart. The walls you build to protect yourself, especially as a kid, are now the walls holding out the good guys too. Yeah, they keep out the bad guys, but they also keep out the good guys. And maybe you don't have to have that. You don't have to be that way anymore. I think of the beach ball analogy, but I think of it in a different way. I think the beach ball is inside you. And for me, this is what happened. And we'll go after this because we are over. But I thought that all the external things would fix the beach ball inside. And they don't. And, you know... Again, Alan and I are not professionals. We don't have degrees in this. Just what we've experienced from ourselves, clients, and, and those we've learned from. But if that's you and you're, le- and you're thinking to yourself, it'll be better when, I think the when is when you face it. I genuinely do. Same. I've seen it. I felt it. And I think that there's a reason I'm the happiest, most fulfilled version of me right now. And I, do I have things that I used to have? Not necessarily. Do I have the same amount of money in the bank? No. It's trending up for sure. <laughs> but I'm also way happier. Because I'm happy with the man I am. And I, I've taken responsibility for my junk. It's nobody else's job to fix it. Like, at the end of the day, we're in control of this, of this weird thing we have going on called life. And you get to decide what you want to do with it. For me, it's not about what I'm going to have. It's about who I'm going to become. Mm-hmm. And in order to become the best version of me, which I write down every day. Like, I'm not just saying that. I have to get rid of the junk. Got it. And you guys have junk too. We're here for you. We're always here to talk. Always here to listen. Again, we're not professionals, but you know, if you've struggled with something that we've get, been through, at least we can, we can talk to you guys about it. And this is the other thing, last thing. Make sure you're around people who are willing to listen. 
If you're around people who you can't talk about real shit with, you're going to be in trouble because you're never going to be able to be your true vulnerable self. I've cried on Alan. Alan's cried on me. I've cried on Taryn. Taryn's cried on me. That's the way it goes. Mm -hmm. That's the way I want my relationships to be because that's what it's all about. The suppression of self-expression will lead to depression or implosion. If you're hiding any part of you or egoing up or shelling up, you know it. You know, I, I recently have done a little bit of that lately and, and I knew it. And I, I was talking about like, what is wrong with me? Like, what's going on? And it turned out I was going through some stuff that I was unaware of at the time. So yeah, just uh, face it. Face it and and trust that it'll be better on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it was a deep one, but my challenge to you is to do some reflecting, so do some digging on that inner stuff and get clear on it. And then maybe it's therapy, maybe it's journaling, maybe it's meditation, maybe it's yoga, whatever it is for you. It will help you eventually. It's painful, but a lot of growth is painful. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this. Up next, we are doing an episode on life is 10% what happens to you, 90% how you react to it. This week, obviously, there's a theme of dealing with the junk and overcoming adversity. So we hope you enjoyed this, and we will talk to you on Friday. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, it would mean the world to us if you would share this with your friends. And if you have any questions, please reach out to Kevin or myself. Our contact information is in the show notes, and we can't wait to hear from you. Guys, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So if you would kindly leave us a review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyper-conscious.